0: This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010.
1: Good evening. Welcome along. My name is Vinnie White. It is our weekly journalism fondue. Forks loaded with news and events dip deep into exquisite rich news-filled source and sprinkled with wisdom, then dropped on a shagpile carpet loaded in cat hair. Uh, this is recorded live from London today, Sunday, June the 11th, beaming out across the airwaves of Toronto, where uh, you listen and hang on my every word of wisdom and
0: stupidity.
1: Mostly stupidity. Um, nice to be here. Coming up on the show, we speak to Amanda Capido live And, uh, yeah, we'll just find out about what's going on on this crazy planet of ours, which doesn't appear to be getting any less crazy as the weeks roll by. This week we look at the British election update. Good week for me to be in Britain, because, of course, the election happened. Obviously, we speak Trump, because not a day goes by without something happening to that twerp. And uh, we've got the whole Trump-Comey thing to come. And more, as we discover the weird goings-on across the globe. You can listen to this show at vinnywhite.co.uk or as you are right now, squirting my voice into your ears, which sounds definitely wrong, um, across News Talk 1010. 1010 on the AM, NewsTalk1010.com. Okay, let's do this. Okay, let's start with the British election because this week I'm in Britain and uh, I'm spending a little bit of the summer uh, in and around London. Uh, as well as hopping back to Toronto occasionally and uh, it's a very interesting week to be here in Blysey because of course we had an election which is a weird election because it wasn't supposed to happen it's what they're calling a vanity election because of course it was only a few months ago that Theresa May our supreme leader decided that there definitely wasn't going to be an election no there couldn't possibly be an election election no not a sniff can you see an election I don't think so No? What's that? An election? Maybe an erection. Maybe a perplexion. Maybe a correction. But certainly not election. We don't even know what an election
0: is. Under current law, the next election will be in 2020. No ifs, no buts, no snap elections, no changing the law. Under you, is that absolutely certain, that we're not going to see an election before 2020? I'm,
1: I'm not going to be calling a snap election. I've been very clear that I think we need that period of time, that stability, to be able to deal with the issues that the country is facing and have that election in 2020. So no sign of a snap election then? Absolutely fine. Not a chance. That's good. So that was a few months ago. And then shortly afterwards... I have just chaired a meeting of the Cabinet where we agreed that the government should call a general election to be held on the 8th of June. So that sounds very much like an election to me. Now, when you want to get people on your side, it's probably best you don't start with a lie. You know, don't say there's not going to be an election and then have an election. It's like, you know, being on a first date and saying, um, oh yes, I I don't actually drink, so I'll meet you in a coffee shop. Uh, and then relocate your first date to a whiskey distillery, get smashed, get naked, and have a swim in Crown Royal. You know what I mean? It's not like that, but it's a bit like that. It's not really like that, but it's hard to say what it is like. I suppose it's a bit of an own goal, really. It was a spectacular cock-up, this election. The whole thing backfired like a poorly maintained Ford Mustang, and she managed to lose 12 seats in the Houses of Parliament, thereby being a complete and utter sham. And It was supposed to be a cakewalk for her. It was supposed to be just a stroll down election lane, pulling in votes left, right and centre. But the Conservatives lost their Commons majority. The Tories are now the largest party in a hung parliament. They didn't have a hung parliament before. Things were going okay. Theresa May says that she will form a government and work with Tim. Democratic Unionist Party members. That's a Northern Irish party that you haven't heard of. And don't worry, nor has anyone else. And uh, people are desperately scrabbling to find out what their policies are. They're called the Democratic Unionist Party, as I say, Northern Irish, um, DUP for short. And uh, it's quite interesting, actually, as you sort of look up, who are they? Because now they're going to have more influence, of course. Now they're in bed with the Tories. Um, You sort of think, oh, I wish I hadn't have done that. Um, I think that... uh, homosexuality is wrong-diddly-wrong-wrong, wrong, and uh, believe that gay marriage shouldn't be on the table. And in fact, I didn't know this. Do you know that in the whole of the UK, gay marriage is legal, with the exception of Northern Ireland, and a lot of that is this party's influence? So it's rather complicated, but it's not ideal for anyone, including Theresa May. After going to Buckingham Palace to see the Queen this week, which I think she went to just get a bit of peace and quiet... I mean, the Queen might be in her 90s, but surely she doesn't even miss the occasional ribbing. I mean, she must have said, I bet you didn't call this one, did you? I bet you wish you didn't call the whole bloody thing. And now, hmm, hey girl, hmm. Because that's how the Queen speaks, and I'm British, so I know that. The PM has said that she's sorry for colleagues who have lost their seats. Meanwhile, Jeremy Corbyn has got the spotlight. This is a man who's about as cool as your granddad, but oddly loved by young people. Maybe it's not that odd. He's uh, He wants to give back free education, so he got a lot of young people's votes. And it was that young people vote that I think the Conservatives completely forgot about. I think they thought, well, you know, young people, they'll probably be smoking weed and listening to reggae or going to the disco or whatever it is young people do. I don't know. But actually, young people, for once, said, you know that bloke who has got a grey beard? Well, I know he's a vegetarian that rides a bicycle and makes his own jam, thereby making him about as cool as the sun, but he's going to give me free education, he's not into fox hunting, he's pretty groovy, all things considered, and that woman seems to be a grey cyborg... So I think I'll go out and vote. That's what happened. Absolute shocker, really. And uh, I think privately, at least, Theresa May is devastated. She's certainly doing a fairly good job of acting like this. is all perfectly part of the plan and everything's absolutely normal. But the fact is, this is not what she expected. Definitely not. The polls said that the Conservatives were going to make it. But then who the hell listens to polls anymore? If polls were plumbers, for example, you'd probably have a quote for $100 for a leaky tap. You'd pay the $100, go out to work and come back and see that your entire washing machine had been ripped out, but there's a bill for $10,000. Tap, now leaking even worse. You, you hear what I'm saying? So, yeah, polls are wrong, they always are, and uh, now more so than ever, by the look of it. The only thing they got right is there were two candidates that were definitely worth watching uh, on the outside fringes that weren't going to win, and that was Lord Buckethead, a man that wears a bucket on his head, the name fits, and Mr Fishfinger, a man that's permanently dressed up as a fishfinger, or in North America, a fish stick. Uh, Both of those didn't do too well, but they did turn up, and it's always nice to see them, particularly when they're standing in the background of every single photograph that's attempting to be serious and cover a political campaign. Who's that woman so happy? Oh, that's the Labour candidate for Halifax. Oh, who's that in the background? That's a man dressed as a fish stick. Oh, okay. so I guess you guys in Britain aren't that serious. I'd say so. There's another party called the Monster Raving Loony Party, which have now been running for 30 years.
0: Didn't win, but um, some of their policies are quite good, actually. The official monster-raving loony party. Formed in 1982 by Screaming Lord Such and current leader Howling Lord Hope, they urge people to vote for insanity. They want to make all MPs wear the slogans of any companies that they do work for, just like Formula One drivers and snooker players, and introduce a 30-day cooling-off period for general elections, so you can get your vote back if you aren't happy. They have fiscal plans too, such as introducing a 99p coin to save on change and complicating the UK tax system so it will be too hard for corporations to find the loopholes. They also promise musicians free transport on trams and buses as a thank you for bringing joy into people's lives. Other ideas pinched by parties. 24-hour drinking, pet passports. Passports for pets. What, What of your current policies do you think the other parties will pinch? Well, with, with, I think Jeremy Corbyn has been t- talking about um, a bank holiday on St. George's Day. We advocated that years ago. Did you really? Yes, we really did. You are so, ahead of your time. If you want tomorrow's policies, vote for us today. Um, Sorry, if you want yesterday's policies, vote for us today. Now, you've. I never you hate them in.
1: The confused but highly adorable and highly honest screaming Lord Such of the monster raving loony party here in the United Kingdom. Find out more by visiting the themonsterravingloonyparty.com uh, a domain name that Theresa May must be interested in purchasing. So yeah, the Conservatives or the Conservatives' Fund size as they should now be called are still fronted by Theresa May and now she's still banging on that we're going to have a strong and stable government strong and stable government which isn't entirely true. She should probably say something more like I will now lead a slightly weaker, slightly more divided and certainly more angry party, missing some previous MPs that were on my side. Uh, The remaining Conservative MPs, I'll probably reshuffle them like a magician who's just failed a trick but moved on rather quickly. And we will now attempt to negotiate Brexit with the rest of Europe as soon as the rest of Europe has stopped pissing itself laughing at us. It will be a choice between strong and stable leadership in the national interest. With me as your Prime Minister, or weak and unstable coalition government. Amanda Capito joins me next here on News Talk 1010. You're listening to Vinnie White. Mmm, tasty. I'm in London, my name's Vinnie, and I'm reaching across the Atlantic, and I can feel someone, and her name's Amanda Capido. Hiya.
2: Oh, hello. Sorry
1: about squeezing too hard. Oh, ho, ho. Um, how are you, mate? I'm good, I miss you miss you too <laughs> such a cold and lonely city um,
2: is it actually though mm, no how, how is it like how is the how is the vibe
1: uh it's good very resilient town in the wake of all those disastrous loads of balls that happened over the last uh month or so do you feel
2: like people were worried for you as you were heading over because i know that i'm supposed to go in august yeah to to london for work and i know my whole family's freaking out they're telling me to cancel the trip (laughs) it's beyond my control
1: would they be freaking out if you went to the states no no not right now at least 90 people get shot dead in the states a day seven people got killed on london bridge the other day so
2: but i guess it's the terrorist attack aspect
1: who cares if it's a terror attack or, know, or, a, or a home bod that's gone mad or yeah. someone that's opened up in a movie theater dressed as Batman.
2: I'm saying this too. This can happen anywhere large crowds. And we had a shooting at the Eden Centre a couple of years back and Canada, Canada's anniversary 150. There's going to be huge crowds in Ottawa and all my family's going, including myself. Mm. So what, are we not going to go to avoid crowds just in
1: case? And, you know, that's a great point. And I echo that point because in that case well then you can't really do anything ever again no no marathons and then i guess you can't even go to the movies no and then the terrorists win so no crack on have a beer do what you want to do come over you can stay on my couch i'll look after you yeah that will probably put your mother off a little (laughs) bit (laughs) i don't know about that i'll do a a message to your mum right now okay what's her name anna anna I don't want to dwell on the fact that 90 people get shot in the US a day, but they do. And um, (laughs) we don't have guns over here. So it's already quite a lot safer if you look at it that way. Also, terror attacks do happen, but they happen um, in all Western countries, sadly. And I think it's also worth pointing out, just to be be really serious about this, from the time that that first phone call was made the other day on London Bridge to the time that those terrorists were shot dead was eight minutes. That. Is some pretty bloody good policing right there. You so, need
2: to join the London Tourism Board yeah. immediately.
1: Also, a fluff. Well, since we're on the subject, <laughs> if you're worried about it getting wet. It's- bloody more reliable than you right your (laughs) island flooded we haven't got an island because it's already flooded but if we had one now it wouldn't be flooding that wasn't a very good argument Uh, what I'm saying is it's it's all safe and I'll look after her so Anna don't worry statistically you should be far more concerned about your daughter getting in her car and driving or walking along a pavement um, now
2: don't tell her this because I'm going to New York in a week so
1: Anna (laughs) ignore everything I said (laughs) um new york well actually new york used to be an incredible criminal underworld and that's gone sky high in the, in the safety figures there's very few murders there they had a murder free day about a year ago oh in new wow york. yeah so look up when that was and go on that there day there you go there you go <laughs> so no i don't know anna the only thing is that i can speak as a londoner and i can say that it's safe here and um don't let the bastards get you down Wise words from Vinnie White. It's probably the only ones I've ever really done.
2: Put put a filter on that and uh, make it a quote card, you know?
1: Yeah, I was talking to, as well to a friend the other day, like... Uh we were talking, we've both been traveling in, in South Africa some years ago. Have you ever been to South Africa?
2: No, right? I want to so badly, so though. It's a
1: very beautiful country, but mm-hmm. make no mistake, it is dangerous. It's S- extremely very dangerous. Yes. Carjackings are rife. Uh, robberies are, are very rife. The security you have to have on your house is insane. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I have a cousin that lives there. He has, an, I'm not making this up, he has security ostrich. <laughs> And you probably know, shouldn't laugh.
2: Okay. It, it, what does the ostrich do? It gets
1: even weirder, right? Okay. If you manage, to, it's probably worth mentioning he's the CEO of a diamond company, so he's very rich and he's got a very So the ostrich hat. is the top of the line security. Well, and you know why? Why? He used to have security dogs. They threw over poisoned meat and killed them and then burgled him. Wow. Yeah. Smart. So, and why ostrich? They don't eat meat, they just eat grass. What about poisoned leaves. You could do that. Yeah. If you're listening in South Africa and you're a criminal, why not poison some leaves? Don't and chuck give it them ideas. Yeah, but apparently they're quite nasty. If they run at you, they can do quite a lot of damage. An ostrich.
2: Wow, I guess they're big and what? They have a huge beak that they're gonna peck at you with. I or guess what do so. they do? I
1: suppose that. Do they squawk? Know. Do they make a sound? This brought up a lot of questions because also, are they trained or do they automatically think he looks a bit dodgy? I'm Predator. running it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, do you have to spend days saying, so I'm the good guy uh, stroking yeah. them? <laughs> anyway, the point I'm trying Put to Put a make... little collar with a
2: name with a name <laughs> on it and the phone number of get lost. Yeah.
1: And then like to win them over, get some really nice grass, <laughs> some really lush pasture to really make them happy. Um, but yeah, the reason I bring this up is when you spend anything more than a week or two in South Africa, because it's so um, crime ridden, you can't help but feel it. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're at a traffic light and it's after dark, go. Like don't hang around. Like this it's and it's totally acceptable to do so in some parts of, you know, Cape Town, uh, or Soweto. So you tend to find that you've got this sort of anarchic feel in the air. Mm-hmm. And it's horrifying. Yeah. And you won't meet anyone at a dinner party that hasn't been carjacked at least once in their life if they've if they've lived there all their life. So well, the point I'm trying to make is when you live in a culture like that, that's got such high crime, walls physically get higher, fences right. get a lot higher, security ostrich exist, <laughs> and you know locks on your doors are imperative, and I mean proper locks, right? Yeah. And there even there was one guy that was kind of disastrous that he had to do this, but he invented. An anti carjack mechanism on his BMW and it shoots out flames. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and people were getting this thing added to their car so that you could have a flamethrower on your car in case you get carjacked. The point I'm making on this is you really feel paranoid living in an environment like that. You could argue that to stop terrorists, we need to build higher walls, we need more CCTV, we need constant, you know, policing on every corner. And that's not really an unfair argument, right? it probably would help a bit. There's, I, I a don't... bit,
2: though. The key word is a bit. Exactly.
1: But do you want to live in that world?
2: Because if a car is going to veer off the road and drive into a crowd of people, no security guard is going to be able to stop that from happening. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And these
1: idiots on Fox that say, well, if there was a guy there with a gun, everything would have been fine. Oh, okay, so now we want a guy poised with a gun on every corner mm-hmm. at all times, who, by the way, never drinks, never gets angry, never falls out with his wife because... You know what happens when gun owners that are always on corners, poised, sometimes have a couple of beers and they use their gun in the wrong way. We've seen it a lot. So, you know, no, guns aren't the answer. They're certainly not the answer in the UK. We've been doing very well to keep them out of the country. So, mm-hmm. yeah, safety's an issue, yeah, but do you want to be a paranoid mess?
2: Yeah, you can't. You've got to live your life. Wow,
1: that got quite serious.
2: Yeah, but I'm glad to hear that we're, you're alive and well enough to have this serious debate, Vinny. Quite,
1: and I have a very good life, indeed. And I'm very privileged to have it, and I accept that on every day. And I'm very glad to live in a free society, and yada, 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 all that usual stuff about how Western cultures are pretty cool. But I do mean it, they are. Uh, now then, can we move on? Yes. Would you like to talk about sex, baby? Let's not talk about you and me. Well, let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Sex is... I don't want to ask you if you've ever had it, but I will assume that you have. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got any children, but that's not to say you haven't had a little go on the old fella. And um, the reason I bring this up, I'm struggling to find it. Here we go. There's a mobile company called Laziva. La all right. Okay. And apparently they've conducted a huge survey of 450,000 participants. That's large. And they're trying to find out sample. which city on earth is having the most sex. Okay. So participants, complete open age on the age here. You can be anything from 18 to 70. 450,000 people. Scores were combined from the following categories Are you sexually active? Do you enjoy sexual experimentation? Are you sexually satisfied? And have you bought a sex toy recently? These were the questions that were asked. Now, they're questions that are asked, so there's already a massive i mark. Who are, yeah, they might not answer. Honestly. Exactly. Like, if someone came up to me in a shopping center and said, are you having sex, the answer is absolutely. Everything's great. Bye. Yeah. You know?
2: And also, are they contacting people in like Africa?
1: Yes, apparently they are. Okay. Um, however, we'll get into which which are the winners to have Are
2: they going to have as much access to sex toys as we do? I feel like this is an unfair question to be asking.
1: Oh, it's funny you say that. I thought the sex toy was a bit much. Why can't we just ask the first three questions, which are are you sexually active, are you sexually experimental, and are you sexually satisfied? Yeah. And then get, draw your data from there. Or just make it really simple. Just-
2: Sex, yes or no? Like, you are a lot you of having sex. it?
1: Yeah, like that's it. Have you had it in the last week? Have you had it in the last month? Et cetera, et cetera.
2: We should run the survey. It's I know. Okay.
1: Why don't we just do it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so in,
2: anyway, okay, what were their findings? Well, I'm curious. Well, just to
1: confuse things even more, I don't. You know, I don't want to, but. I have to do it, really. In addition to the survey, the scores and list were based on existing data, so it was combined data, with the United Nations and World Health Organization. So, loads of data went into it. Let's assume they did a good job okay. of, co- of creating um, this data to be on the safe If the
2: World Health Organization was involved, that does make me trust it even more, to be honest. Good. So Great.
1: Okay. Do you want to know the most sex-positive city on Earth? Yes. Paris. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Lowest was Cork in Ireland. Which, um, just for reference, I don't really know how they came up with this, but we've kind of gone into it as much as we can. Paris had the highest sex score in the world of sex positivity, 86.5, right? Which uh, doesn't mean anything until you compare it to the lowest. Cork in Ireland, 18.1. Wow. So I assume they're having a lot less sex than the Parisians.
2: That's... I wonder why that is. Is it just because it's gloomy and people are sad and miserable there? Like, I don't... Why? <laughs> I don't
1: know if you're listening in cork. Um, <laughs> it might be because they just drink too much.
2: Have you been there before?
1: No, I went to Galway, which is quite close.
2: Okay. yes, yeah, so and maybe they they drink too much, so it's just
1: physically not possible. Also, I think <laughs> this goes back to culture as well. Like Irish, Irish people don't have a lot of sex? No, no. It's just that they're not very open about it. It's a very Catholic country. Mm, okay, okay. It's always been quite... Um, stiff upper lipped. Okay. So I you know, you don't hear Irish people boasting, do you? They're very understated. You don't hear them go, John, I had four shags last week. They were fantastic. You should have been there. Actually it's a good job. You weren't. It <laughs> would have put me off a little bit. So you don't tend to hear that, but we'll we'll continue nonetheless. I'll give you the top ten Okay. Sexiest city, positive sex school in the world. Um wait, could,
2: can you just tell me right now, did Toronto rank? No. Okay.
1: I knew you were gonna ask that. Well I'm just curious. Um did London Yes. Oh. So apparently we're at it. Um, after Paris, it was Rio. After Rio, it was LA, which kind of makes sense because that's where the porn industry is. Yeah. So I always think of it as quite a sort of sexy place. Of course, yeah. Um, after that was Ibiza Town. Now, i have been. Have you been to Ibiza, as you no. call it? Um, the No. Really, I can tell you that one. That one's easy. So Ibiza Town is just basically quite a um, European destination for general hedonism. Oh, okay. So they're all at it. Got it. Um, London was next, as I say. Then Berlin, Santiago, Prague, New York, and you asked if Africa was anywhere in it. South Africa is. Johannesburg. Okay. Um, So that's that. Now, it's not all bad news. Don't worry. Um, They also, whilst asking this, asked, do you watch a lot of porn? And then they rated the amount of porn watched all over the world. Okay. The places watching the least porn was Belgrade in Serbia. Havana in Cuba, which makes sense because they've probably got quite dodgy internet access. Yeah, yeah. And Prague in the Czech Republic, which is quite weird. I didn't expect that one. Um, The places watching the most, Toronto is in the top ten.
2: So there was no correlation with the number of people watching porn with the number of people, or lack thereof, people having sex.
1: Not very Not very obvious. LA starred in both charts. Okay. Um, But again, that's probably because the porn industry. Right. Uh, Toronto was quite high up there. Miami, a lot of people watch porn there. New York, San Francisco, actually, America generally scored very high. Shanghai, they like a bit of porn. Vancouver, Austin, Oslo, didn't see that one coming. Hmm. And Montreal, well done. Oh so ca- Canadians wow, love a bit. Wow,
2: really? Of, yeah.
1: Hey? Now, personally, I've never seen any yourself.
2: <laughs> what are you going to admit? No, never. <laughs> Is so that, so that the answer you wanted, wanted you oh, to hang say? Hang on a
1: minute. We've already made half this broadcast to your mother, and now we're talking <laughs> about this. Great. You haven't, I haven't, <laughs> and it's absolutely disgusting. <laughs> and I'll leave you on that. Anything new in Toronto before I go? You up to anything? Um, no. No? Is your car still texting people? <laughs> yes. Every time you text Amanda, her car texts you back to, the, to let you know that she's driving. It's infuriating. Amanda, I want to change the subject a little bit. There's something that's been bothering me
2: lay on me. What is it?
1: You know me quite well, right? Y- yes. Would you call me gutless? No. I didn't like that. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, would you call me spineless? No. Good, that's a more positive answer. <laughs> well...
2: I'm really putting thought into the question and I'm saying no both times.
1: The first one was, eh, no. No. <laughs> What do you call me? Paranoid? No. <laughs> um, okay, the reason I bring this up is I've got a confession to make. Okay. I am spineless. I did something this week that I'm really ashamed of.
2: The fact that you're ashamed of it already shows that you're not spineless. But okay, tell judge, me. Judge me after this. oh uh-oh. uh-oh. I, I feel
1: like I'm completely spineless. Okay, tell me. I have my coffee with milk. I don't take sugar, but I love an Americano with a quite a heavy splash of milk, right? Okay. I went into this coffee shop in London this week, and just like coffee shops in Toronto, New York, etc., they've become increasingly hipster <laughs> over the last few years, to the point of, like, it's almost an art form. Right. And it's very intense in yes. there. It's quite intimidating, actually.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I go in there quite a lot because the coffee's good, and I usually get the same guy. There was a new guy in there yesterday, right? And he had the usual hipster apparel, the beard, the sort of bizarre moustache number, and the fun- <laughs> okay. funky shirt, etc.
2: Great. They're the same everywhere. Got They it. really are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. it, you go
1: anywhere. If you're thinking about traveling on a, on, a, on a quest to discover hipsters, just look at one. They're all the same. <laughs> they don't really change from city to city. Uh, nice enough guy, right? He says, what do you want? I'll have an Americano. He pours me one. Now, when he gives it to me, obviously in a minute I'm going to walk over there and put some milk in it. But while I'm organizing payment, I'm so desperate for coffee, right? I take a swig, even though it's black, just to get it going. Right, you know, I'll sure. Add the, I'll add the milk in a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm groovy. I can do that. It was amazing. Such mm. a deep, chocolatey, dark, oof, gorgeous Americana. So I said, oh, that's amazing. And he says, uh, y- you know what? I-, I like people like you. I said, "But why is that? He says, because you know how to drink coffee. Not like these other a-holes that come in here and they say, oh, it's great coffee, and then they go and put milk in
2: it. Oh, no. Oh, he's put me in a difficult position. Oh, no. Do
1: you know what I did? You walked out without the milk. Walked out without the milk, went home, put my own milk oh, in Oh, my gosh. Spineless. <laughs> I'm absolutely spineless. I'm a shameful human Why being. Why
2: didn't you just say? Why didn't
1: I say, yeah, but you know what? I like a cheeky splash. Yeah. Could have popped it in there. And he's not going to hold a gun to my head. YOU DON'T UNDERSTAND <laughs> COFFEE! <laughs> but I couldn't do it. He out-hipstered me. Oh, I got intimidated. I went home and I, when I was pouring my milk, in my coffee, I was shaking. Who have I become? Oh, my gosh. You leave Toronto, and who are you now? Yeah, they've taken my identity. Oh, my god! I used to be someone. I used to have balls. Nothing. I'm like a little chihuahua's balls. Oh. Pathetic, meek little man. Oh, no. Oh, I don't want to be embarrassing and put milk in my coffee, because the man said it wasn't cool. <laughs> Idiot. I mean... Will you ever forgive me?
2: I just feel like next time, you got to step up. Also drinking coffee black like if you were going to stick by that decision I would have almost forced you to just drink the coffee then
1: I think it's because he said and I'm not making it up when he said a-holes he really did obviously he didn't say a-holes he yeah. said the whole thing but he goes not like these other a-holes that come in here and put in milk I was like oh no I can't be that guy <laughs> it's shocking isn't it so, so you so, should have just
2: drinking the coffee black
1: did you say drinking you should have drank
2: <laughs> I don't know why that oh, came I out I
1: suddenly feel better now I remember <laughs> that you people have murdered our language uh... Um, but no, I've, I know exactly what to do. I've decided. I'm what? gonna go in there next week, and order a coffee, and just put like just mess it up. Why? Just To overdo it. Just gonna put cream in it. Now
2: you're just being insane. I'm gonna bring my
1: own honey in. Whack that in there. I'm gonna go look at me. I'm an anarchist. <laughs> and then I'm I'm gonna what do they, what would really offend them? I'm gonna put almond milk. And I really milk in I there.
2: really like putting Nutella in coffee.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> Which and which... I'll ask for it. Um, can can I just have half a shot? Because I don't like it too strong with Nutella. Also, can you make me a pizza and put that in there? I don't know why. It's how I like it. Bye.
2: It's a bit extreme, but you got to do what you got to do. You know, if you if you need to restore your your spine, then do it. Yeah,
1: I'll let you know how I go. I'm going back there. No one will ever stop me.
2: Wow. Sometimes a black coffee though just does the right does the trick.
1: It's nice on a hangover.
2: Yeah, or it's just like nice in general some days. Nutella. Yeah, I know people got mad at me for that one, but it's it's nice hazelnutty chocolateness.
1: That is your favorite thing, isn't it? Nutella. I do love Nutella. Mm. If you found a man that um, had an ad on Tinder and he said uh, looking for woman who enjoys onesies in and out of the house? <laughs> Um, has the ability to be raspy, often shouts so loud at sports games, <laughs> loses voice. <laughs> Must have Nutella craving, ideally slightly Italian. What would you do?
2: Yeah, yeah. well, okay, that's me. So obviously, <laughs> I would get up all over that. <laughs> you, I don't think the average person's looking for that though, unfortunately.
1: No. <laughs> if
2: you find anyone, let me know.
1: Well, you're over here in London in, did you say August? Yep you want to stay at mine? Have you got a hotel?
2: I'm going to have a hotel. Oh, look at you, fancy pants. Thank you, though.
1: Well, I'll line up. I was thinking about doing this anyway. I'm going to line up some London bachelors. Oh! And we're going to have a sort of speed blind date scenario. Oh,
2: my goodness. I'm going to get them
1: all I just cause I can't be asked with the process. And okay. You're not here for long. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to get three guys who I think might be good matches and ask them all out at the same time. Not tell them that you're single. This sounds...
2: Okay, so, wait, so what's the premise of them coming out? Like, you're just talking i just
1: them- say I'll just buy them some beers. Obviously, okay. I'll charge it back to you. Okay. Um, so <laughs> this I'll- sounds
2: disastrous already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then what? Do
1: tell. <laughs> it's meek prostitution. You're paying for men. Uh, oh, no, no, like, I'll ask him out for a few beers, and then I'll go, oh, by the way, my friend Amanda's coming down, because I don't want to make it too big a deal. Yeah. And then when you come down, I'll go, oh, by the way, she's single, and just see what happens. And then, like, what? Record the whole thing and air it on the show? <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm gonna have to give a recap. I'm I'm assuming that's some sort of catch. Is that is that the?
1: There's already a show called The Bachelor, isn't there? Is yeah. that
2: the same thing? Oh, I, please don't subject me to something like The Bachelor. <laughs> that's 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 like silly.
1: Is that the same? as What I'm I've never seen it. I don't know what it is.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But it's a lot more. And then they like go on. All, the the person has to pick which one they want to have one on one time with, the main bachelor or bachelorette.
1: Oh, it sounds hideous. It
2: is hideous. And then it's like a group of men pining
1: over a woman or vice versa. You know what? We'll just get a load of blokes and a load of girls and we'll all go out. And, and just you, see what happens. Yeah. Let's take the heat off a little great.
2: bit. Great. That all sounds right? fun.
1: So if you're Amanda's mum listening, you're welcome. Ugh. I'm keeping her safe. <laughs> I'm keeping her literally warm in the arms <laughs> of a fine man. <laughs>
2: she's She's terrified, I'm sure. <laughs> None of this was great. None of this was good.
1: Will you come on next week? Of course. All right, always a pleasure, never a chore. Cheers for now. Bye. Bye. Hey, do you like canvas prints? What? Like prints of you, or your wife, or your husband, or your dog, or your kids, or your car, or some art? Yeah, on canvas, then you need to go to mrphotocanvas.com. Mrphotocanvas.com. Why? Because it's my company and London's really expensive. And um if you do, I might Able to afford a beer. Uh, but currently it's a little bit out of reach. Mrphotocanvas.com. Plenty of other reasons other than that. But it feels a bit cheeky advertising it on the radio. Um yeah, so that's that. Uh, what else can I tell you? Well, I suppose we should look at our inevitable weekly look at what the hell has that buffoon said now? Uh, my regular weekly feature that involves a man probably haven't heard of him, his name's Donald. He uh he looks a bit like a Cheeto. With um with white circular eyes and a cheeky little belly and a wife that's impossibly attractive. Something seems to tell me he might have some money. Maybe it's that huge building with gold lettering. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, what's he done this week? What hasn't he done this week? Oh it just gets beyond the joke. If you wrote this and gave it to Hollywood, they'd say piss off. We like far fetched, but oi, rein it in a bit. No one is buying this. A TV reality star, unhinged, almost definitely psychotic. (laughs) Uh, Very good. Tone it down. But that's actually happening. Um, About 19.5 million Americans, 19.5 million Americans watched Comey testify this week about Trump. And say what you want about Comey. He is diligent, he's calm, and he writes stuff down, and he doesn't babble. You know who does babble? Let's take this apart. Let's actually take this apart. Hit me, Don. James Comey confirmed a lot of what I said. I wouldn't really concentrate on that because he also confirmed a lot of things you didn't say. Anything to say on that? And some of the things that he said just weren't true. I had a feeling you'd say that. Let's get into that a bit more.
0: Uh, he did say under oath that you told him to let the Flynn, uh, you, you said you hoped the Flynn investigation, you could like. He could I like didn't go. say that. So he lied about that. Well, I didn't say that. I mean, I will
1: tell you I didn't say that. I love the way Trump does that. I will tell you that I didn't say that. You are saying that. I mean, its I don't know, it's sort of unnecessary beefing things up. You wouldn't go into McDonald's and go, I will tell you I want a burger. Just say I want a burger. And it makes me think, and I know this is a little bit out there, but I think
0: he might, might not be telling the truth here. I mean, I will tell you I didn't say that.
1: Didn't you? And there'd be nothing
0: wrong if I did say it according to everybody that I've read today, but
1: I did not say that. I didn't say that, and there'd be nothing wrong if I did say that. Not according to law. Don't worry about that. Let's mooch on past that. According to everyone, not everything, every one that I've read today. A sentence that, like most sentences that fall out that mouth, makes almost no sense. Well done, you. I did not say that. And I didn't say under oath. See, that's a really weird thing to say. And I don't think we should let that go. I didn't say under oath. You've just been asked if you would be willing to say things under oath. And you're saying, I didn't say anything under oath. That's not the question. It's not the point. Do you have a brain in there? I hardly know the man. I'm not going to say, I want you to pledge allegiance. Who would do that? And who would do that? I don't know. You? Because you did? And apparently you've got it on tape. So let's have a look at those, shall we? I hardly know the man. You had dinner with him three times. That you both agree on.
0: No, I didn't say that and I didn't say the other.
1: I think he's actually forgotten at this point what the first accusation was and the second accusation. It's easier to say the other. I didn't say the other or the first one. Actually, I didn't say anything. I never say anything. What are words? I mean, I've got the best ones and I really use them well. No one's got words like me, but I don't use them. I didn't in this case, probably. There's a badger.
0: And you seem to be hinting that there are recordings of those conversations. I'm not hinting anything. I'll tell you about it over a very short period of time.
1: Well, I'm not hinting that there was any recordings of conversations. I just tweeted that there definitely were. But I will tell you over a short period of time. So what is a short period of time?
0: When, when, when will you tell us about the recordings? Over a fairly short period of time. Like t- are there tapes, sir? Oh, you're going to be very disappointed when you hear the answer. Don't worry.
1: Great, okay, so now we all know exactly where we stand. Um, The leader of the free world, and we can't call it that anymore because it absolutely definitely isn't, has almost definitely asked the FBI to hold off an investigation against him that doesn't look very good on him, which is of course illegal in every possible sense and could end up in impeachment. And and of course the usual claptrap word salad of absolute nothingness is finished there with that incredible sentence, Oh, you're going to be very disappointed when you hear the answer, don't worry. You're going to be very disappointed when you hear the answer, so don't worry. Which in itself, as a sentence, doesn't actually make sense. I'm sorry, you've got cancer, so don't worry. What? No, if you're going to be happy, then you don't have to worry. So even by not actually admitting where we are, what's going on, you've even managed to cock up that. What a douche nozzle. Donald Trump, a man who is as globally loved as a child killer, may well, in fact, be coming here to the UK. We see if old Corbyn had got in, things might be different. But old Theresa May is not going to delay a state visit to the UK from the Trumpmeister Central. So it looks like he's coming. Donald Trump is scheduled to make a state visit to Britain later this year. But I bring you news. Preparations are already underway for a massive campaign designed to embarrass the American president by inundating him with naked rear ends. Yes, everywhere he goes. It's a new campaign devised by the British and one that I'm proud of. It's called Show Your Rump to Trump. It was born on social media, but the idea has quickly Caught on. Word spread quickly, and soon dropping your pants to reveal your bare bottom to President Trump was not simply fun extracurricular activity but a patriotic duty for the British. Londonites are especially angry at Trump this week after he picked a fight with London Mayor Sadiq Khan in the wake of last week's terror attacks. The two politicians snarked back and forth for days leading some Londoners including the mayor himself to call upon government to rescind Trump's invitation to say nah you're all right you can go to Scotland and knock about on your little golf course but other than that we're all right. We've got a lot going on. But the UK's national government is unlikely to make such a bold political statement, so London's residents may well be making their own. A mass moon. But I think this time in London, when he's greeted by up to 12 million bare bottoms, or 24 million cheeks, it will be hard to... Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. <laughs> uh, people are getting their arse out because he's such a nutter. My name is Vinnie White. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll leave you with news this week that, speaking of Donald Trump, the Office of Science and Technology Policy is organising an event that Donald Trump will be at. It's scheduled for June the 22nd, and invitees include Apple CEO Tim Cook, the Amazon guy, what's his name, Jeff Bezos, and a guy called Dick Costolo. And Dick Costolo is the ex-Twitter CEO. He will be meeting Trump yet again. He's met him a few times. He tweeted today to let us know what it's like dealing with the trumpet. He says, "If you don't get invited to this meeting and want to know what it was like, just drink a bottle of gin and then waterboard yourself." My name is Vinny White. Thanks for joining me. I'll be here again next week at nine o'clock here on News Talk 1010. Have yourself a mighty fine week. Bye bye for now.